What's up, people? Welcome to the Brennan MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. We got a great show today. We got Bill Dawes is coming. Uh, Jason's going to join us. We got Hector Lombard, Toothless Tom. Uh, it's just a, a whole it's a whole day of savages on the show. I'm here with Bill Dawes, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, oh. in LA. By the way, your baby mama's hot, just so you know. She keeps uh, – we, we became, we became <laughs> friends on Instagram. Um, I don't know your first yeah. baby mama, but your second one is very hot, just for the record. Um, my first baby mama, now she looks like, uh, she literally is, I think she's like a homeless person. I think she's li- living in her car. So she probably looks like something out of, uh, the walking dead. Oh, wow. but yeah. Uh, she is. Yes. She is very hot. She is very hot. Yeah. Good job with that, man. Um, and, uh, and now are you in LA? Are you in Texas? Are you in a janitor closet? Right. Like, where, where are you? I'm right now. And, and, uh, and her, you know, she does a lot of, uh, voiceover stuff. So she has a lot of, she has like a little sound studio, which is really just a walk-in closet. So I get to She looks like a model. So only in LA where like models do voiceovers. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, she, it's so funny because she's never been a model. She's always been like, she's always just wanted to be a businesswoman and, and, and producer and run businesses and direct and be a boss ass bitch. That's her thing. You know? Uh, good for you, man. I like, I like the, uh, I did a show last night at the um, for cannabis uh, capital the marijuana yeah. show, and it's the same it's the same crowd every week, like every week. So I have to come up with like brand new jokes every week because they'll be like, you know, we heard this last week, you know, um, which is good. It's challenging, but I get more nervous for that show than I would if I booked like the Tonight, Tonight Show. It's like hot influencers yeah. that like are judging me, like. And uh, I'm on stage, and and they, I thought there was like two Mexican, two lesbians, and they're Mexican. And I was like, oh, I guess it's Taco Tuesday every night, you guys. Uh, and the place erupted. What? Were they offended? No, they were thanking me after the show. I thought that was the funniest thing they've ever heard in their life. So uh, no. uh, very rarely do people get offended. It's always people on behalf of people who are not offended. It's, it's never the person who's offended. I mean, some, once in a while it is, but for the most part, yeah. it's somebody who thinks they should be offended by something. Yeah, um, of course. And then, it's like, and then they just want to like you know defend everybody who don't want to be defended. Um, yeah, that's why if you go to if you go to Chocolate Sunday and you do a, a show where you're primarily making fun of like African American culture, you're going to kill. But if you do that in front of a white audience, they're going to think you're racist and offensive. Well, they're going to look around for black people to see if yeah. they're laughing, and then if they're laughing, then it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I'm sorry. But even talking- if they are. They're- what what's one of the dumbest you hear me? What, what's one of the dumbest things you've ever done, uh, like growing up? <laughs> dumbest things I've ever done growing up? Yeah, like like, like when you were in, in in your teenage years. I mean, I used to break and enter a lot, just you for break- fun, not to steal anything. I like broke I, I like broke into someone's house and took their car just for fun and returned it. Oh, really? That's like, so you were stealing cars when you were younger? That's pretty crazy. I was borrowing cars. Okay. And then people know that, do you know these people or no? Uh, yeah, it was like a friend. It was like a friend of a friend. They were out of town. Wow. And they, they didn't notice when, when, when they came back? They didn't notice the car was what like? I, I, I took it because I was always very agile. So I could like scale buildings like, uh, like that movie with Steve Martin, like Roxanne or whatever. I could like scale buildings like a monkey. And I would just go up to like the top floor and get into a window. Um, but I took the car and then I went out of town and my friends kept going back there and they ended up getting in a wreck. So oh, I, wow. got, I got blamed. Of course, they ratted me out the second they got caught. It was a good idea. Why? What did you do? 
uh, I was telling my friend last night, so the first time I went skiing, I was 13 years old. I never went skiing before. And this is when I went to boarding school in Maine. And like every Sunday, they go like Sunday River was like the big slope in Maine. So my buddy's like, go down double block diamond. I'm like, okay. So I never went skiing before. So I thought it was like, sort of like the Olympics where you just like tuck and go. You know, like I didn't know you had to go side to side. I thought everything was like downhill racing. You didn't so even know like eat the French fries at this point, right? You didn't even know anything. You were just kind of like. Anything. Oh. I literally just talked and I was 94 pounds and I just went and people were like diving out of the way. You know, like they were like. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know you could like murder people that way or you could die. I just thought it was like, well, I'm like, wow, I'm going pretty fast, you know, until I was yeah. tall. And then, the, and then the ski patrol had to come get me. And they had, they, they cut my ticket. And, uh, and that was my first and last time skiing. Wait, so wait, you, you, you never wiped out? You didn't have a terrible oh, I wiped out all the time. I would just get up and just get back into that position and then go back down again and then get up and. <laughs> And my, I told my assistant, I said, people look like I was crazy. I, I didn't think I was a crazy, but I'm like, yeah, that's what I would do. I just was like, I really thought it was like, I didn't realize you could go side to side or start with the bunny slopes. Or I never took a lesson. I literally just went up there and was just like this and just went straight. People were like diving out of the way. And but you made the hill. That's impressive. No, man. I did not. I, I never, no, 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 no. The guy came with like a jet, with like a, a jet, whatever it's called, a yeah. snowmobile. And it was like, get in the back. And then fucking <laughs> drove me back down the hill. Like, no, 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 I didn't make it down the hill. No fucking way. I, I made it. I made it like three times before that. Something someone called security or someone saw me and goes, "What? This kid's gonna murder somebody?" Uh, plus himself. So that was that was the dumbest thing I've ever. I, I, I had no idea that there was like an art to skiing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was all it was all mayhem. Speaking of mayhem, uh, so. Uh, but by the way, I did a show on Monday night, and uh, this guy that I knew was a big comic. I'm not going to say his name. So, but when I knew him like five years ago, he had two girlfriends at the same time, and he lived with them. And they were all cool with each other. Like, like he, he's a, you know, like they were just, that was their relationship. Two, like, two tens. And this dude. Can, can, can I ask you, was he, was he a, a white guy or a black guy? He was a black guy, right? And it was, and, yeah. and it was funny because I, because like one of his, one of the producers of the show we were on together was like, oh. He's a very Christian comic. He, he's very clean. I'm like, clean? The, the guy literally has, like, so anyway, so I, I do the show, and I, I fucking kill. It was a, a black show at, at, at the Improv, and do a great show. And afterwards, I run into the girl, and she's like, great set. And I'm like, and I had heard he broke up with those two and got two other girlfriends. Like, he replaced those two with those two. So I was like, hey, and this guy's just a celebrity. Uh, I, so I'm like, hey, I'm so glad you're back with, so-and-so and she's like back we never broke up and i was like oh i mean back tonight like you guys are back tonight like back like you were last night uh and she's like <laughs> so she she's like adam you know and i was like so uh i'm like whatever happened to the other girl and, he, and then she's like she's not here anymore like I, like now i fucking bombed twice so i'm like <laughs> so i was like oh are you still doing the acting and singing she's like that was her i, I was just like oh. God. She's like, this first. guy's over, she's like, he's over there. She's just pointed. I got kicked out of her table. I went from like killing to like <laughs> fucking, oh, I had to tell the guy. I'm like, listen, I think your girl's mad at me. I, I you know, I get, when you have two girlfriends, it's hard, you know? Like, yeah. Like, and if they're being open about it and they're like, there's no shame in it. Why is she being mad that you got her confused with yeah. some other girl? Their old moral integrity. And they kind of looked alike. Uh, I mean, not looked alike, but they were like, not like, that's gonna be called racist too, but they had similar haircuts and uh, dude, dude, <laughs> wanna hear something as, crazy? As a woman in, in a in a in a thruple, right? If you're a woman yeah. in a thruple, how can you have any pride in who you are? I'd be like, that was the other girls. Like you're part of a thruple. You're already degraded. Relax. I mean, I love threesomes, don't get me wrong, but a thruple, get out of here. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't work the other way. You don't see like two dudes with a girl living with her, unless she's like super <laughs> rich, and even then it's like I guess maybe you do have like the cuck relationships that come out there, but yeah. nobody looks cool in that situation. Like he probably thinks he looks really cool having two girlfriends, but you look like a clown in my opinion. I think yeah. you look stupid. Like you have to sit there and listen to two women complaining to you every day. Forget that garbage. It's like that. Uh, complaining. So I'm we like got a guy who's never satisfied a woman. <laughs> uh, so Jason Mayhem Miller's here with his. Uh, is that your Lucky Patrick jersey? Is that what you're wearing? You know, a Lucky Patrick jersey, uh, 
is R.I.P. Long time ago. This is actually uh, the Mayhem Gets Busted uh, jersey. <laughs> All right. So uh, Toothless Tom is here. Uh, Toothless Tom is a guy that, like, I went to his wedding. He got married. Uh, he One of the best weddings I ever went to. He, like, forgot the ring uh, at the fucking at, – at, at the aisle. Uh, Toothless Tom, he, he moved to Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he's like, I'm opening up a gym. He had no business plan, no strategy. was like, I found a spot. I'm doing a gym there. They don't have an MMA gym. I figured he'd be back in a week. Like, I'm like, this is the worst. I go, do you even own any kind of credit card machine? Uh, he's like, where, where do you get those, right? So cut to four months later, six months later, the guy's got 30, 40 students fucking killing it. I went and did a seminar there. It was amazing. And I was wrong uh, for doubting you, Toothless Tom. It was like Field of Dreams, but in the MMA gym version. Uh, you, if you build it, they will come. How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, I, I'm just in time for the party. Yes. <laughs> uh, how's your gym? How are you doing? We're, we're, we're almost at 100 members. We're Whoa. kicking it. Wow. That's a, now, when I, there, when I was there and I took the seminar, there was like five people showed up. One guy had tattoos all over his face. <laughs> Uh, he never wrestled before. Uh, uh, nobody, you said Jesus, he told, he told you guys that Jesus told him that there was a gym in town and he walked in or something, right? <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's still there. That's my first member, Montana. Then there was another guy who was like, uh, like a 400 pound black dude, never wrestled. It was like, it was like the movie Dodgeball, the average Joes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then he has murals of himself smiling with a missing tooth. In all of them, uh, which which is awesome. So uh, and then, but let, now since then, you actually competed in Submission Underground, right? I, I did combat jujitsu. I uh, in between opening the gym, they called me uh, a, two weeks before, and I I was closing up in weight, and I wanted to take a trip to Mexico, so I couldn't say no. So I hurried up and lost in that. And who you, you, you got Wagner Rocha? You went against uh, Jay Z. Jay Z Cavacante, right? Who's like? Yeah, uh, he caught me with a uh, with a minute left in time, so we were uh, about a minute left away from winning. Damn, hey, yeah, yeah. no shame to losing to Jay Z though. I mean, that guy is a fucking sick ass grappler. Yeah. Wait, did the bitch slap? So is that the fucking? Did that fuck you up for grappling? Because like, I watched that. I watched that style, and I was like pretty shocked. One guy was just. Ground and pounding this poor bastard, like, oh man, I was, I was like, this really changes the rules. Yeah, it does a little bit. It's still jujitsu though, because the slaps, it's not a punch. It, they really here, don't hurt. It's embarrassing. Here, but I think, fuck, I think old Boss Rudin would disagree with you. A fucking yeah. overhand slap. You know what I mean? You could you could shut somebody down. You know. Uh, well, so the jujitsu guys are throwing them. It's not Boss Rudin. So. Okay, touche. But I've seen it some Brazilian kid who definitely was an MMA fighter, fight this guy who's definitely only a jiu-jitsu fighter, and he just basically, you know, stood in that, like, lunge kind of position and fucking ground and pound this dude's face to hamburger. It was like, I was like, what am I watching here right now? It's the domestic situation. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what were you the saying? Over, the, yeah. rules, the rules must be kind of, like, slippery with that combat jiu-jitsu, right? Because there's, there's like a slap like this. There's this slap. There's, I mean, how many ways can you slap a person? Yeah, you can do like this. I mean, that's not I really. Go, a slap. I go like this and hit right here. With this, I just take the hand out of it and just. You can knock someone out. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The trick is aim for the eyes. Aim for the eyes. That's why is that the trick? Because that's where it hurts the most. Uh, I think your nose disagrees there too. <laughs> No, 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 the eyes. Okay. All right. That's Because that, I got I, hit in the eyes once, and it hurt the most. Now, did you train for this jiu-jitsu match or, or no? Well, I, I gathered all my students, and I just made them beat me up every practice, just shark tank me <laughs> for two hours each practice. I was like, all right, guys, I guess you're a part of this. And now, 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 Tom has some of the craziest stories. Like, he, he, uh, he, he was a wrestler in high school. He joined an MMA gym by accident, basically. He went up against, like, and then he moved to, he moved to California, joined Team Quest, because he called every gym. 
and no one got back to him except for Dan Henderson's gym. The only, and that, so he's like, I'm going there. So he gets to Dan Henderson's gym, and they pair him up with Ashley Yoder as his training partner for two weeks. They don't know that he's actually 16 and five and was the M1 champion. They think he's just some random dude that shows up at his gym. <laughs> and, and then they finally realize you had actual skills, right? Yeah, I, I started catching a couple guys, you know. But I was very lucky that he, Sims picked up my call. That was it. He's like, yeah, I, I, I could have not, though. I could have so easily just slipped through the cracks. So, oh, so you, worked, you worked with Heath Sims for a while? That, this guy is a fantastic coach. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the best wrestling coaches I had. Yeah, ever. definitely. And then, I, I then, came about the time, uh, I, you, ta I, you tagged me in almost. I got there about 10 years ago. Fuck. Yeah. We were like high-fived each other on the way out, huh? Damn. Yeah. I, I love that gym. Uh, Team Quest is like a fantastic community, you know? It's way out in Bumblefuck, and I guess you don't care since you live in Tennessee. But, like, <laughs> you know, my, my city boy, uh, I was, like, turning crazy a little bit because, like, after, like, six weeks, I already had banged all the chicks there. So, you know, it was like one of those, I got to get out of here. Um, so then, Tom, you go to Tennessee. You don't know anybody. You and your wife. Your wife, by the way, is the most game. Like she's a ride or die. Like she was. You were with her for what? Ten years before you got married. No, no, five years. Five yeah, years. Five years. Then you married her, and then you actually made it work. I couldn't believe you made it work. Um, now, were there any any rival gyms? Like when you got there, they were like, "Oh, who the fuck's this guy? Don't train here," kind of a thing. Yeah, there's always that. You know, I, I try not to worry about the other gyms or anything. I, I just worry about my gym, and and it's, it seems to work well, you know. Uh, I think I'm the only, I'm a, I'm the only uh, coach around here who's had over 20 professional fights. So, you know, it's a, definitely a gap. Yeah. Wait, Adam, can we go back? Why are you so surprised that he made his marriage work? What's, what, what do you mean by that? No, I'm surprised he found a woman that, like, was with him that like slept on the floor with him that oh, wow. like, uh that like when he had nothing i mean this is a guy that like literally bought a, a gumball machine off craigslist for ten dollars and then like two years later had a had like a whole gumball business where he would go around putting gumballs in bars uh like he he bought his his his, his tuxedo at his wedding it was like the one that the guy from dumb and dumber wore it was like a linen, like, what was it? It was like a maroon linen. He was like, I got it for $40 in Chinatown yesterday. And then then he, he doesn't have his tooth. He tried to buy a fake tooth in downtown LA to put into his tooth. And, like, and she's just game with it. She rolls and punches. She's a jiu-jitsu girl and very attractive and right. Am I right, Tom? Uh, yeah, I think you exaggerate a little. You embellished that a little bit. Wait a minute. Are you saying that Adam Hunter exaggerates? Yeah, I'm sure he's throwing you right under a couple buses. Jason, you're the only person I know. I don't have to exaggerate. Uh, uh, your stories are pretty much exactly. If anything, I'm I'm taking them yeah, down. Downplay. I'm, I'm downplaying your stories. Now, now, Tom, you were thinking about going back into MMA. You were going to make a comeback. We we're going to make the big announcement on the podcast. What happened? You know, uh, the gyms the gym started taking off and. If I was going to put in a training camp, I, I, I don't have anybody to coach me. I, I hurt for days after a hard training. Just couldn't be. And we just grew too fast. So I, I was like, I, I can't get it done. But what was it? I mean, but, like, uh, but did, did you get an offer? Did someone make an offer to you? Yeah, I got a, I got offered a, a, a couple hundred bucks to fight the, for the Pretender Series against Drew Fickett. Okay. Oh, wait. The wait. The pretend. You mean the uh, contender? No, the pretender. <laughs> wait. What's the pretender series? That's uh. That's in a fairground in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's what I call it because it, it was like me and me and him. I was like, what are we? If if I got if I sign us, they better call it the pretender series against Drew Fickett. That Drew Fickett's a good fighter. I mean, yeah, yeah. He has. I think he's the only guy with more rear naked chokes than me in MMA. Wow. All right. So we're not making that. We're not fighting at the. No, no, but we didn't end up, you know, I, I passed a couple hundred bucks and I said, let me worry about my business. But actually, the main event of, of it is going to be Jesse Taylor and uh, Seth Bozinski. Well, that's a good fight. Yeah, we were going to be the co. So the Pretender Series was okay. 
Jesse Taylor is a guy who won the Ultimate Fighter. He would have won the first time. He got kicked out for like kicking out a limousine in Vegas. He got like he he went on like you know a thing where he had to fight in like Russia and this and that. It was like the hardest career back. He gets back on the on, on the Ultimate Fighter. He wins. He wins the season with you, right, Tom? Yeah. He wins that the whole thing. Then he tests positive for steroids and he gets fucking kicked off again. Uh, this fucking guy, like man, he has no luck. Uh, well, or, or to be fair, to be fair, you know what I mean. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know him? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, the guy is a fucking awesome fighter, but just you know what I mean. He needs a better manager. He needs somebody like a Jiminy Cricket in his fucking pocket all the time to tell him, "Hey, maybe don't kick out this window hammered right now." Oh, hey, maybe uh, don't test positive for steroids. Uh, hey, maybe you know. He needs a. He needs. I'm just saying. He needs an angel on his shoulder. Uh, Jason, you also kind of need that that person as well. I already killed him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jason. By the way, so um, Marina Kaufman, right? Marina Kaufman, uh, girl who started off. She came on our podcast. Very attractive girl. Very a, a very great energy. She had her first fight ever. Bill. She never fought before in her life. She drove three hours and signed up for a fight with no training. When I say no training, I mean never got, like literally never had a fight. And, yeah. and, and, and then just throwing fucking haymakers. It was the craziest fight it's on YouTube. It was a very, and it was like basically a world star fight, but in an actual, like, it was like at a bar. Uh, since then, she's, she's gone three and six or something, but she's won her last three fights. So she started off always like, like, like 0 and six and then won three. So it's kind of a, fucked up way to look at well, it. Well, she just lose fights because she didn't know how to grapple. There was, like, nobody there to grapple with her. Now, she's not with bare knuckle fighting, and I'm training her for that one. Well, so now so. she's living with you, right? Her and her boyfriend are living with you, yes. and you're, like, her, her basically, her, her Mickey. Like, you're her coach, uh, and you're Fuck, training Am I that her. old? God damn. And you're training her for bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've never done bare knuckle boxing, but you have got lots of fights. How yeah. do you train a girl who's never bare knuckle boxing for bare knuckle boxing? Well, I mean, first of all, good training partners. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be different. Mike Graves is out here, and I can work with him. We were similar in weight. But Marina, we need somebody 115 to, like, give her the business. And, and we got this girl, Jasmine, at the gym. She is, like, fantastic. Been boxing, kickboxing. She's a total mixed martial artist that she was 11. So she's giving Marina work every day. And, uh, you know, it, it's like, man, it's a blessing to have good training partners, first of all. But also, a lot of the techniques from mixed martial arts that apply to bare knuckle fighting, you know, I know all of them, you know, and we got Chris Lieben coming in to help too. He knows his dirty boxing. Oh, so yeah. th there's a, yeah, there's like, it's really coalescing. It's coming together. The, the training camp is just, you know, it's all... I don't know if you saw that tweet I posted where the first fucking day I gave Marina a black eye. Okay. I, th I threw it up jab because she's fighting a southpaw. And I guess I hit her. I didn't feel it. I think she might have headbutted me in the fucking face, uh, to be honest. Because after I jabbed her like that, she just swarmed on me and beat the fucking shit out of me. Now I like wearing, had to like. like gloves? You wearing gloves? Yeah, big gloves. Yeah, 16. She was wearing the small gloves. And I literally had to, like, turn my face away and cower, like, to a 115-pound woman. She just swarmed on me, like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I had oh, to stop. Is she wearing headgear? Fuck no. Like, we were just supposed to be going light, but whoops. We'll wear headgear next time. I will, at least. Ah. Okay, so, I mean, now her opponent backed out. Her opponent backed out. I, you, weird, the fucking mayhem, fucking magic. Uh, everyone got scared. Every, she started talking shit on Facebook to like try to get in Marina's head, and Marina just smashed her down with like funny ass Facebook. The girl deletes her fucking Facebook, like quits. She quits social media before the fight even starts. So now we got a new opponent. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I, I'm way down combination. <laughs> Now, you've never trained anyone for bare knuckle boxing. This is a whole new thing. Nah, nah. I mean, it's a brand new sport. Is this exciting? Well, how many fucking trainers? <laughs> Hell yeah, it's exciting. It's like the most exciting thing that's happened in like 
at least a week. But so yeah. you, wait, you cyber bullied someone out of a fight. I've shit, I didn't do before. shit, bro. Well, like, she my, did. I lost my phone for like three days. Like, I don't know where the hell it was. I, it just showed back up. So I didn't know any of this was going on. I, I don't really keep up Facebook anyway. Like, you know, that's that's somebody else's party, you know? No, I've, I've been so long without a phone. I've a lot of bare knuckle boxing. It seems like the, the big mistake people get is they treat it like boxing. Where they, they, they jab and then it's that, where it almost becomes like a, it seems like a hockey fight where you could almost hold the person's back of it and then just it. No, I, I don't want to fuck. I, you know, I don't want to tell, tell the strategy, but you said hockey fight. And let me just tell you, Marina has her own like techniques that she kind of made up for this that man, they're really going to change the fight. Like the yeah. way, the way she does, she has a certain technique. And like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it, but it's fucking pretty awesome. Like when she when she does when she pulls it off on this lady, it's gonna be. She might have to have some facial reconstruction. I don't know. So, uh, speaking of boxing, it got announced that Anderson Silva is fighting Tito Ortiz um, on the undercard of Vitor Belfort versus Oscar De La Hoya. That's uh, fucking weird. I like it. <laughs> September eleventh <laughs> in Los Angeles. I mean. No, I heard Tito actually got cut from the fight already for not wearing a mask. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Tito Ortiz, by the way, seems like his strategy in fighting, which was awesome, was ground and pound. He would just take you down and just pound you out. He never really seemed like he beat guys standing up. Nah, I disagree. I totally disagree. I, I think that he developed, you know, he worked with Rafael Cordero, like one-on-one, -on -one, like a lot. And he actually developed himself into a kickboxer. If you watch some of the fights, like Chael fight, he fucking beat Chael up with the kickboxing. Like, yeah, he grounded pound him eventually and choked him out. But at the beginning of that, he swarmed on Chael. Chael really couldn't fuck with him. That Chael fight. was like, how was that fight? leg. And I looked ah, at him. Like, I was with Don Fry and Josh Barnett at that fight. And they looked at me like, this was a fix. They looked at that. Wasn't right a fix. No, it wasn't a fix. Tito worked on his fucking skills. And like became a kickboxer late in life. I'm telling you, you don't believe me? Go back and watch. Like the fight. Was in a perfect I don't think it was a fix. No <laughs> way. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Scott Coker uh, handed me a briefcase full of money. Told me to go to Huntington Beach and hand the fucking money to fucking Tito Ortiz. Oh wait, wait. Tell. Shit. No, I went to Oregon. <laughs> wait. Right? They gave Oregon? me. They gave me 200 bearer bonds. Right. And I handed them. They're like untraceable and i handed him okay, to i'm just telling you it was a very weird fight i was there it wasn't weird bro and i did <laughs> like 50. Chael, hey chael always fucking if you overwhelm him that's what what, what he does he was like in a position where and, he like had him and then just like oh, it was like that fight was that peter fight where chael was like had a, a rear naked choke then he goes for like a rolling granby it was like that's what yeah. i'm saying no, Chael, oh my God, you're talking about the guy who beat the shit out of Anderson Silva for like 85 minutes and yeah. then got choked out at the end. Like, bro, he throws away fights sometimes. <laughs> that, that happens. I, I love Chael. Yeah. I love Chael, but th that was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, you're uh, letting your emotion, your man love for Chael override <laughs> your technical ability because... That's pretty much every uh, relationship I have in the world. Um, so <laughs> now, t Tom Galicio, who wins this fight? Anderson Silva or... Tito Ortiz in a boxing match. Uh, I got to give it to Anderson Silva. I mean, you know, he has reinvented himself, Tito. I mean, look what he did to Chuck Liddell, who outstruck him the first two times. So, okay, yeah. So, all right. So, but I'll still go with Anderson Silva. I mean, yeah, that's the joke. It was a joke. I wasn't being serious about that. That was just so Tito could sleep at night, that fight. <laughs> Uh, Mayhem, who do you like in this fight? Oh, I like Violet. Hi, Violet. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Anderson, okay, super impressive against, um, uh, what's the guy's name that he just Javes Jr. Javes Jr. Super impressive. <laughs> using an up jab, using a jab from the outside. Doing that weird thing where he kicks his leg up and then hops forward with punch. That was yeah. dope, too. Here's the thing. Can Tito Ortiz like do the Tyson Fury. That's the question. Can he like lock Anderson's arms up like round two and three and four and just keep wearing Anderson's arms out so Anderson can't do his shake and bake kind of moving? I think that's the only way Tito can really win is like hit a clench, 
and then dis, disengage and punch, or every time Anderson starts getting in and close, underhook and clinch him and wait for the ref to break you and keep doing that because it's an eight-round fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. eight-round fight. Like, okay, first round, get your distance and feel your entry and see how Anderson's going to try to enter. And then round two, start clenching him and hang on his head and be a dick the whole time. Like, dirty fight as much as the ref will let you. But, yeah, like I said, Anderson is definitely the more mastered striker. So the, the boxing match should go to Anderson technically. But if, he, if Tito has a good game plan and he does come up with them, uh, he can win. He can win. No. Well, well, Anderson has, what, like a four-inch, five-inch reach advantage, right? Yeah. And he's um, also faster. So unless Tito gets that knockout, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. You know? Also, isn't I mean? Do you think Tito's kind of a bully a little bit? Where if he's winning, fuck yeah, fight. Where versus if he if he, if you can get him if you can kind of get him to lose the first round, he kind of. No, no. I think every fighter has a breaking point. You know what I mean? A mental breaking point. You know, like my favorite shit during my career was to feel that, like fucking. You know what I mean? Like we've been grappling for a whole round, and I hear the guy go. <laughs> And I'm like, ha ha! Oh, now it's done, buddy. You're fucking tired. Sometimes it would be from getting my ass beat. The guy would fucking beat me, and I'm still there. And then I would hear his breath change, and him kind of panicking. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm still here. He's not. He's not here. And you just drag him to deep water and choke him out, or in this case, knock him out. You know, that that's really the strategy. Uh, now, now, Tom, it seems like your strategy was to have the guy break his hand on your face. Because uh, you are a guy that, like, you're one of those fighters where I think you didn't lose the fight, you ran out of rounds. Like, if, if it was a 20-round fight, you would have won. Hey, and Tom, and Tom, before you even start answering with your three-word answers like a beast, okay, I'm just going to say the most rear-naked chokes in MMA, I think, is Mayhem Miller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it? You yeah, be, could be you wrong. Be Somebody, yeah, I got more rear nakeds than fucking Jew Fickett for sure. Yeah. How, how, how many do you have, Jason? I don't know, like 13, 15, something like that. More fights than Tom's got. Bill, will you look that up? Please? I'm looking it up right now. Nice. All right. So, uh, Tom, it seems like, did you ever have a breaking point in a fight? Did I ever have a breaking no. point in Russia? No, really? You're like unbreakable. You've got like a stone head or some shit. Like, you're not really the kind of guy I didn't. What in Russia? You you got you got worn out or what? Uh, you know, you know how it is. It, it was fighting for the title. Uh, you fly out a couple days before. Let oh, well, they did that trick on you, huh? But let me think. Let me think of more excuses to make myself. Oh, no, but, no, that's a strategy in Russia. Me and fucking Horwich got out there like twelve hours before the weigh-in. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it was like two days before the weigh-in. It was rough. I did in Italy then, too. Yeah, I got flashed, and then I grabbed the leg, and he kept pounding, and uh, the ref eventually stopped. I was still on the leg, but I could have pushed forward. I could have did more. So I guess I mean, they're. So what's going through your head? Like I just don't have it tonight. What? No, I was like, I got flashed, and I was just getting pounded. I was holding on to the leg. And, yeah. I, yeah, I just kind of stopped. I didn't. I just held on to it. It was just getting punched. Your fights, though, man. Like when you fought James Krause, like even though you didn't win that fight, to me you were such a hero because I never. You. It was one of those things where it was like the real life Rudy. Where I'm like, this dude, he's gonna catch him. He's gonna catch him because I don't know if you watched the season Ultimate Fighter Mayhem. He Tom was a guy that was like everyone kept picking as like, oh, he's gonna get destroyed. He's destroyed, and he just kept rear naked choking yeah. everybody. Every single person you fought. No, I've heard – I never watched it, but I've heard of his exploits, yeah. Yeah, every, every time they were like – he would just take the guy down and just choke him out, and people were just, like, dumbfounded as, like, how did that happen? Because um, the motherfucker's a grappler. Hey, why the <laughs> – he's in damn Chattanooga. Are you in Chattanooga? I'm know. in Chattanooga. Hey, bro, listen here. Let me tell you, uh, there's a bunch of Millers out there, so be careful who you sign up to the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Millers, uh, yeah, we're from uh, Chattanooga and from, uh, yeah, we're out there from uh, 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 the Appalachians more, you know what I mean? But Chattanooga. Yeah, right? no shit. Yeah, but, yeah, the Miller family is like, that's where we're from. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. So, uh, by the way, we, we have to talk right now. There's a big uh, fight right now between Daniel Cormier and Conor McGregor on Twitter. Oh, wow. A big fight, huh? Wait, which one is big? I don't know if you've seen any of it. So, I don't know what Conor's doing because he keeps tweeting stuff and then deleting it. Um, I mean, this happened like five what times. What is that? That's the new thing, huh? So I've been trying to re- reply to tweets and it so says no. And I'm like, oh, great. Another person blocked me. And then it's like, no, this tweet was deleted. I'm like, so he, he tweeted out, Daniel Cormier is a fat mess. Getting the worst condition by the day. God bless him. Showing up drunk at media events the very day before he was in the booth calling my fight. Drunk at a media event working uh, the day before being a commentator on the biggest fight in history. He goes, your back situation is just mental too. Uh, your weight and way of life is abysmal. And now you're drunk at work the day before you commentate on my fight. Pitiful. Congrats, John, on the head kick knockout anniversary over you. Good, good always defeats evil. Wasn't sure you were evil. Fakes. And then he goes, uh, he goes, get it together. Belching at the mic at a press event and on all the day before a fight, you're disgraceful. Uh, and then, uh, what's the name? Wrote back. Daniel Cormier wrote back. Uh, he kind of, he like responded saying, I'm drunk right now, motherfucker. I'm retired. I'm the best commentator in the UFC. I have the most experience. You wish you could do this, white boy. Is that, that what Daniel Cormier said? <laughs> no, he basically said, worry about yourself. He goes, worry about the guys who beat you. And like, I'm like, I'm like, what a fight. Stop worrying about Listen, me. man, Connor's jumping the shark right now. He's losing <laughs> me as a fan. Like, and, come and, on. Hey, Daniel and, Cormier has earned the right to drink some fucking Modelo's and uh, uh, 12th round tequila or whatever the fuck Connor sells. And he can show up to work whenever he feels like in his fucking oversized 42 long suit. You know what I'm saying? And then... <laughs> And then, then, then he said, keep that same energy when I see you. Uh, that's yeah, bro, I, I hate to see Daniel Cormier eat a rack of ribs and slam Conor McGregor on his fucking head, okay? Conor McGregor needs to chill out and worry about his fights, not, a, not the commentator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, then he did that river dance kick and broke his fucking leg off, you know, and now I can't see Conor McGregor fight for another eight weeks at least. Well, now guys here, Hector Lombard. We have the bare knuckle fighting oh, champion. Yeah, the most handsomest bare knuckle fighter in the whole fucking world. Look That's at my fucking dude right there. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's my fucking dude right there. Oh, hey, Luke. Looks like you're coming back on, on, on the morning side. I remember back in the days when you had all the all the fresh stuff. All the fresh stuff. I remember, I remember you had a beautiful car. We had a beautiful house. Hey, what's up, buddy, my dude? <laughs> I remember this guy was, he was paid. He was paid. He was making a ton of money. You. I'm talking about you. I know, bro. He Don't was worry. Coming paid. back around. He had a, he had a, um, uh, the bully beat down going on. Uh-huh. Yep. That, you guys screw, by the way. I don't know who, I don't know who, fucking make you change your mind because that shit was great. I know, I just appreciate it. I just appreciate it. Uh, and especially that he's calling from the blurry diploma land. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's going on in the background there, but I, I appreciate it, man. So I don't know what's going on with this fucking blurry. I'm just trying to figure you, you look great. We can see you. So Hector, since we saw you, Last, you got into a, a, an altercation with Tyron Woodley at Bare Knuckle Boxing uh, about your side chick. You guys both had the same side chick. Uh, and now, now, listen, listen. Let me explain to you once again. <laughs> let me explain to you once again what really fucking happened. Because I don't know. For somehow, you don't get it. I get it. Okay, go. Explain. And for somehow, some people don't fucking get it. Right. Okay. My issue is not about the girl. My issue is not about whatever, okay? My issue is with the fucking clown that he's cop blocking me, okay? Like talking so much fucking trash about me to get his dick wet. Look, listen, <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Don't fucking mention my fucking name, you fucking clown. Are you obsessed with me? Are you a homo or something? Yeah. Right, you you upset that he was putting you down in order to get laid? Just get laid. Don't put of course, you down. Of course. Just fucking get laid and just fucking be happy. Get laid, but don't fucking bash me and mention my name every fucking second. Okay, so when you saw him at the bare knuckle boxing, you, you it sounds like you told him how, how how you felt. 
He seemed like he was somewhat apologetic. Um, and then Damon Feldman came over, the promoter. Are you guys going to, after he beats Jake Paul, are you going to fight him in bare knuckle boxing? I, I ask you, bro, you, you know, you, listen, I used to, I, 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 I bash that motherfucker in sparring. Obviously, nobody knows what happened with my career and the situations and dramas that I have going on at that time. But you know I was a fucking beast. You still are a beast. I, I mean, not No, was. but, you know, at that time, I was like a fucking, everybody was scared of me. Yeah. So I, I bashed him a couple times in sparring, so he knows what's going on. Right. So, But, but it seemed like he was open to fighting you after he fights Jake Paul, right? It seemed like he was like, all right, let's do it. He told me he won't do it. He won't do it. He won't do it. He told oh. me, he told me, I hope he does. But he told me he won't do it. He's like, I'm never, never going to fight Ben Uncle. And I'm like, why not? I'll do boxing with you. I box the charity. Let's do boxing. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a very good fight for him there, but just so you know, like, I think that, I think you're pretty right about that, that, you definitely have the advantage in the striking department. So he probably, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not good for him. If they throw a bunch of money at him, maybe it's different. But he's going to make a shit ton off this Jake Paul fight. He might just, you know, sit at home eating donuts after that. I mean, now, now, who do you think wins that fight, Mayhem? Well, him and – oh, you're talking about well, Jake Paul? Yeah, Jake Paul and Woodley. I remember let – me, let, me, let me keep this straight. Remember when I say Jay Paul is gonna knock out, he's gonna KO Ben Askin. Everybody was bashing me on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. What happened? He knocked out Ben Askin. Now I keep saying that he's gonna do the same shit to, to Tyrone. All right. And now uh, Tom Galicio, we have Toothless Tom. Who do you think is gonna win? Jake Paul or uh, Tyrone Woodley? You know, the truth is, we don't really know enough about Paul. What I hear is he's in camp and doing things right. Um, he's got money. Money seems to buy you the best coaches and training. So I don't know. Um, it's a tough one. You know, there's so much unknown about Paul, but I'm going to – I backed I backed Astrid, so I might as well back Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> listen, hey. listen, listen. Let me keep this straight because this is some sort of shit that people don't even know. First of all, Mayweather and Jay Paul and Logan Paul are bodies. So right there, back to back, he that motherfucker is getting crucified. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting like, hey, this motherfucker has been training him. Uh, uh, put your hands low, so you know you you come out with the overhook, okay? You think they're, right. not, they're actually tricking him? They're, 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 you know, they're going to fool him? He believes, he believes, oh, my Willis is my son. Fuck you. Man, Willis been with this kid since they are little kids. Now, now, according to Austin Vanderford, Ty, Tyron Woodley's training in, in Miami with really good Cuban trainers. You're Cuban. Ah, give me a break. Now, you're <laughs> Cuban. You're, you're really good. Do you know the guys he's training with? Listen, listen. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. A dramatic effect. We're listening. He ain't saying shit. That's what Okay, all right. So these guys aren't good. I mean, they're supposed to be the best guys from Cuba. They're Cuban Olympians. Boxing guys. You're he's Cuban? not going to talk shit about them. He's telling us. He can't oh, talk we shit. Have, we have a lot of Cuban boxers uh, coaches. We have a lot of Cuban boxers coaches. We have a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I have a lot of Cuban sandwiches. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt you. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Remember, remember when when um, Paige. Oh, Paige is training with that. Paige is training there. Be careful. He's got a cheese got it. Yeah, but Paige isn't Tyron Woodley. Woodley, they never knock people out like Tyron did. But she. Is she four, she four people that she, she could be? Yeah. She four Tyron, people that she could Tyron be? Tyron knocked out Robbie Lawler. And Tyron knocked out Jay Haran. He knocked out Josh Koscheck. These are, these are fucking great fighters that he fucking knocked out. All wrestlers, though. Yeah. Thank I mean, you very much. 
bro, why this guy don't get it? My brother, why this guy don't get it? <laughs> Mayhem, you told me what he was going to win too. Mm, I, cha- I started changing my mind. I like started like changing my mind. To be honest, what, now the that Hector is like really saying, and I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah. fuck. I, you know, I respect his opinion. I think like, I, look, I want Woodley to win. I'm doing that emotional why? thing. But why? But why? Why? You know, how you? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because I got loyalty to my friends. Right? He trains with guys body shop a lot of time. I'm, you know, I love the guy. Okay, I don't have this beef with him like you. I'm not fucking this side chick. Or his line, okay? I ain't even got a no, side chick. He, right? he will fuck your side chick. I don't give a I, fuck. If I had a side chick, he could fuck all of them. <laughs> he will. Bless his heart. Hey, man. And then they. Hi, your wife. Hi, your girls. Hi, your kids. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, has a vagina and your penis when it comes to that motherfucker. <laughs> okay, now what's going on with you and Tiago Alves? Are you guys like, because that's the same, that's the next big fight. That would be a war. I mean, man, talk, take my money. Take all, I mean, that's uh, two legends. Tiago I've Alves. been telling a lot of people, that's why I called Tiago Alves out a while ago. The reason why is because Tiago Alves is one of the best fighters in, in the company. And that's why I wanted to fight him. I had no issue with Tiago. I like the guy. He's always been cool to me and stuff like that. But hey, listen, I want to prove that I'm the fucking best. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Not nothing. Right? Nothing. <laughs> hey, you know what I love about Hector is that no matter if we're just sitting here with blank faces being quiet, he's assuming that we're talking shit to him. Like he just <laughs> set to talk shit mode. I right, bro, you're the best. I think you're the best guest that we have on the show, bro. I think so. I think yeah, but so. wait, wait. I was wait. gonna give toothless Tom the nod, but Hector, you're just coming with the fucking heat today. But wait, listen, 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 listen. Now, listen. Hector, what do you think about you math? Know, you know, school? wait, let me finish. Right. Ain't done yet with me. You know that you in my list are the pound for pound best um, celebrity slash fucking uh, host slash fucking uh, Jesus Christ I wish you were a producer on a TV show I would have no, a job no no let me finish ain't done yet ain't done yet uh, you you are pound for pound the celebrity slash uh, motivator slash uh, commentator commentator thank you MMA commentator male model uh, entertainment commentator thank you and you know what pissed me the most Pissed me off the most. Yeah. Then nobody gives a fuck about it. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm used to it by now. Oh my god. They have they have um uh big nose, big nose, what's the name of this coach soccer? Um Ariel Hawani. Ariel Ariel Sakmadigo Loani. Um Bro. This motherfucker talks about MMA like if he ever fucking done shit. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and what bothers me, what bothers me the most is like people believe it. Well, look. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and defend him a little bit. Oh, you know, I know he's probably. Ah, and the best part about Hector is I can see him translating Spanish into English before he starts ranting, and that's really fucking awesome and international to me. But look, Ariel Hawani, look, we need super nerds in the world, okay? Adam Hunter never fought MMA, but his he knows he know we need he's our super nerd. He watches every <laughs> fight. Combat wrestling. I think I never did anything. I mean, so you, I'm sure he learned some stuff at his bar mitzvah. Let me ask you a question. Remember when I still never, I, I'm telling you that for fact, I never going to get away and not never going to get away from my mind what he did to Gina Corano. Yeah. He's like, oh, I love Gina Corano. She's my hero. Oh, oh, oh. Then Gina Corano goes and she make a normal post about Something that is being real uh, nowadays is almost similar to be a Republican than being uh, a Jew in oh, Germany. Hang up on this guy, okay? Now, no more politics on the MMA. No, wait, 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 wait. Ain't that no, yet? No, ain't that yet? That's the comment that she made. 
Yeah. That's the comment that she made. Yeah. But it's a really and, sensitive time. And he time. bashed her so bad. Well, he, look, he's Jewish, okay? Yeah, he's, also, I, he's also not a lawyer. He didn't say anything about the I, Jews. I, she I, said I, she did say something about the Jews. No! Like, she I never did shit about the Jews. She never said that. anything about she the said, Jews. She said that soon people are not like going to have to wear like yellow stars on their arms. No, you got to look at No, that's wrong. She didn't say that. No, you got it wrong. She never said anything about the Jews. All she was meaning was, man, it's really bad to be a Republican nowadays. It's like being a Jew back on those days. You got to look at it. She wasn't, wasn't, her Judy's intent was to bring people together. That was her intent. Yeah, look, man, Hector, Hector, if they start loading you onto a train, don't go. Don't uh, get home. But the thing about, but the thing is, to Hector's credit, I've talked to a lot of fighters that say when you're on top, Hawani calls you all the time. He's your best friend. As soon as he doesn't need you anymore, you can't reach him. Wow. Oh, really? Like, oh, really? I mean, he calls well, me every weekend. That, what? That, you know, and that people that not a good quality to have. It's not a good quality to have when you just use people when they can help your career and then be like, later, fuck you, bye. He is right, Jason. Jason, he is right. He ain't no talking crap here. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you, you got to, to me, you got to be friends with people when they're top or in the bottom, when they need you. Or <coughs> That's how it is. We're in the long run. Jason, Jason, you know, he's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been shaking my head this whole time. Turn on your phone. <laughs> no, but I didn't saw you. I didn't saw you. Um, it's just like, oh. no, I, you know. No, Hector, last time we saw you, you were at, going to a party with John Gotti Jr. Uh, that, was the, that was the craziest. It was on the podcast. You were walking there. Uh, what, what, what type of circles are you in? It seems like, like you're, you have a crazy, you're always like partying. You have how many guns? You have like 400 guns in your car. Uh, you're like this, always beautiful women everywhere. You're, you're, you're at like, you're, you're, when do you find, find time to train? Like you just constantly on the go. How do you do it? You don't say it. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> he loves life. Hector loves life. That's what it is. The joy of life. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. That's, so, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Um, now listen, can we go back? Can we go back to the circuit? Whatever, sure. I want to go back to the subject of Ariane. Jason, can we? Can we? Jason. Yeah, buddy, I'm right here. I swear to God, I'm listening. I can't see you. That's why I'm screaming. Oh, I told now, you. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about? What do you think about the, the the last comment that he just made about when you on top, he can reach you up and he's gonna he won't leave you alone when you fucking gone and disappear, he would disappear too. Well, look, I mean, look, yeah, one side of me goes, yeah, you should be friends with everyone forever, all the time. But, you know, my business sense tells me, look, if the guy's not an active fighter, like, what the fuck do I got to talk to him about? Okay, if I'm, co- now I'm coaching Marina Kaufman, right? Okay, great, maybe we have something to talk about. But why would Arohwani talk with guys who are not active on the roster? His job is to talk to fighters who are active, who are doing the big fights to give the fight fans the information they need to know about how the fighter's doing, their training camp, this, that. If he talks to everybody every day, he podcasting fucking all the time. He's, you know, he, he started, what, 10, 15 years ago uh, with me in a damn UFC event interviewing me as we walked through there and I explained to him that they're going to shut your camera off soon. And he was a journalism student, okay? Later, he got, you know, that MMA hour and had a nice studio, and I fucked that studio all up. It was fun. But, like, you know, it was uh, one of those, like, um, things. How many studios studios you have fucked up? I am crazy. I'm insane. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, yeah, I get your point. But now my question is, what is the reason for him to throw under the bus Gina Karan? Because, look, that's a personal political thing. Say, for instance, right, Gina Carano said some shit like um, being a Republican is like being a man. And I was like, you don't know what being a man is like. 
the fuck, Gina Carano? Like, you don't know what it is to be a man. Did she ever make that cover? Did she make that cover for real? No, no. I'm just giving a, a hypothetical, right? Okay. Well, look, if it, I personally was offended by the fact that she was using my masculinity to make her point, then I would be fucking pissed and I would never have her on my show. I'd get her fired from Star Wars and I'd remove her digitally from Deadpool. Why? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's not my. That's not my way. I'm not like that. Don't we supposed to speak our mind? Of course, but if you're not. So what is you? What are you? What are you? She's gonna like go fucking crazy. Hector, Hector. Okay, look. <laughs> Me and you. Okay, we have a different, <laughs> different mentality, right? Fighting. We fought our whole lives. We fucking are uh, aggressive minded. We're looking at it from our point of view, right? We're not like little nerdy dude who's a super fan about things and has a cultural background that might make him a little more sensitive to certain things. You got to look at it from his perspective. I don't know why we're doing Dr. Mayhem today. <laughs> we're going to talk about fight. My question is, my question is like, don't you think that I have the same, maybe worse than him? You I mean, the same, I don't I speak think, the language, and I don't give a fuck what, what you fucking say. Listen, I think you fucking have it uh, harder than most any any person, despite your physical gifts. You're black. You're Cuban. Okay, America's a tough place for an immigrant. All right, and, now, and then on top of that, and then on top of that, I don't even. I, besides, besides that, I'm black. Now listen to this, right? I'm a black guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, black people don't call me one of them. I know. Yeah, you're a black now, immigrant. That's what now, I said. wait. If I would be black and they're black, they call me one of them, I would be happy. But now, because I speak the language, different language, they don't call me one of them. Yeah, you're Mexican. So now, I cannot be in the white side nah. or in the black side nah. or in the Spanish side because nah. I don't look like the Spanish either. Bro, so you're I'm American, black. bro. You're American now, right? You're American. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm fucked. No, not, oh my god, you hear this guy, Adam? Do you hear this guy? He's fucking world beater fighter, right? The fucking got girls everywhere, every got money, he does everything, and he's handsome. And then guess what? He's still complaining. You really <laughs> are an American. <laughs> well, the guy wins the bare knuckle boxing belt, and so yeah. And some guy who's like three foot taller than a black guy wants to take it from him, uh, like in in the ring. Remember? And he's is like, that my fault too? Is that my fault? No, that was bullshit, man. I'm like, right. let's at least get the belt for two seconds for you guys to get it out of your hand. You I know, mean, the word of the day, Hector. The vocabulary word of the day is abrasive. Who Hector? What is that? Abrasive. It's a cool word. It like means like grading. I don't know what the fuck it means. It means like your personality is like you, you're basically fighting everyone all the time. I, I get it. I get it. Out. Right? Like I, that's I, who you yes, are. You know, it's perfect. I already proved my point. I'm, I'm not, black and I don't be considered black by the black people, but I'm black. But do you really want to? I don't give a fuck. I'm just putting my point. My, well, point, is, my point is that I don't have even fucking land. Where's my land? And then I go to the Cubans. The Cuban goes like, well, you don't look like us. You ain't no Cuban. I don't know, bud. I, I don't know, bud. As soon as I saw you, I was like, that guy is Cuban. As soon as I saw you, I, you look Cuban. Bill Dawes, you always know the right thing to say at these kind of moments. Uh, anything, anything you want to tell us? I will say this. I think the thing that drives Hector that made him an amazing fighter and makes him an amazing fighter today is also the thing that is slowly killing him inside. You know what I mean? Which is like what? You gotta, well, I think it's just like that chip on your shoulder, man, to, to prove yourself and be respected. It, it helps you in the ring, but outside the ring, sometimes maybe people, people take it the wrong way, and they don't see that you're actually like a really good guy. You're actually sensitive, man. You know? So what should I, what should I do? You know, <laughs> give, me, give me your hands up. Buddhism? I don't know. Smoke uh, some weed, Jesus uh, Christ, bro. Uh, your heart's good. gonna pop. Uh, toothless yeah. Tom, mushrooms. Uh, uh, mushrooms. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I grew up. I grew up a little kid, right? And since you know, I start kind of like you know, re realizing, realizing how life was was going. 
I started getting beat up by my dad. Yeah. And you're like, how the fuck did this shit happen? Like, every day you get beat up by some drunk motherfucker. You're like, do that supposed to be alive? So since I grew up like nine years old, 10 years old, then I start getting, you know, like a, a vision how life is. All I'm getting is beating up every day, getting beat up every day. Yeah. So now, how am I supposed to react in reactions like, I don't know. Yeah. Getting yeah. kicked out of my house when I was 10 years old, living in the street. Thanks God that I was a good athlete and I jumped into a system that they have in Cuba. It's called AIDE. So I grew up there. But what yeah, you're but not supposed look, to look do? You're yourself. You're, you're, you're Olympian. Uh, wrestler, I mean, jiu-jitsu, uh, judo guy, you're, you're top of the world, you're undefeated in Bellator, you're, you made it to the UFC, you threw Jake Shields around, like, no one ever threw Jake Shields around, uh, you fought the top guys, and, and now you're the bare-knuckle boxing champion, so look, you came from, you are the American dream. Fuck yeah. Do you ever, yeah, do you ever, I got beat, I got beat up since I was a kid for too long. Yeah. To the club. But you know what you gotta do, Hector? I know I, I can't. I wasn't beat up as a kid, but at some point you gotta like forgive your dad. And you gotta forgive yourself, and you gotta like look at that in the past and just kind of like let it go, you know, just so you can be more free, you know. Uh, so basically, what we're saying is this is your first group therapy session. <laughs> if you'd like to talk more about your feelings, please go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I like I like the group. I always like the group. I you always like the group. Love you, and man. obviously, obviously, if let me ask you, is uh, Jason part of, uh, um, what's the name? M.A. Rosa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jason's, uh, Jason's an I old hope guy. so, fuck. Jason. I'm here like every goddamn Thursday. Jason's awesome. I would be, uh, I would be, I would be super happy to be part of it. Oh, 100%. Because, you're one of because, because Jason is in there. Whatever Jason is at, he's going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, two he has, he has the magic. The magic touch. I'm telling oh my you, God. It's, it's like Love me. This guy. You know, the people, the people go, the people go to me, right? This is true story, right? I go to the go share. That gym was like super, super flat. There was no many people out there, okay? And I came up with the idea, like bring the Cubans, awesome, bring the Cubans, bring all these Cubans, let's blow this shit up. The gym blow up. Then I went, I went to. Boxer, and it was the same, you know. They, you know, they were starting a few members, maybe like four. Now the gym blow up again. So I'm like you, I have the magic touch, but you have the magic touch when it comes to media. Well, I am quite well spoken. Well, <laughs> listen, no, this, this is funny and unique, and that's what people like. 100%. They don't like the people like a fucking fake fuck, like, you know, talking nonsense shit that Thanks, people don't, cannot relate with it. You know, I, like, have, a, I the, have a friend. Hey, I have a friend who's like one of the best comedians, but like he never tells me that. So I appreciate you saying it. <laughs> he's jealous because he's jealous, that fucker. You should know he's talking about me. I, give me a fucking break. Uh, two, three, <laughs> anything, anything you want to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to say to us, Tom? Hey Hector, they, my uh, lease is up next month. They're coming for my land too, man. So I, God I, damn it! And I got into a fight with the front desk, so you know we're definitely out next month. So yeah, uh, Hector, he went to uh, Tennessee, Tom, and he opened up his own gym uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So uh, bring in Hector for a uh, a uh, clinic. So, you gotta bring you gotta bring me. I got the magic touch. He's got the magic touch. Well, that is our podcast today. Thank you guys so much. No, wait, wait. Ain't that yet. Hold on, wait. Okay. Before you leave. Yes. Before you leave, bro. Okay. What's up? You're going to have me um, how many How many times? Of how many often? Whenever you want. <laughs> Whenever you want. <laughs> you let me know, man. Let's not get carried away. We're going to be doing the podcast eight days a week now. Fuck, I don't care. This, he's, That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hector, so bro, you, you're the best. You gotta talk. Yeah, yeah. Jason, yeah. you gotta talk a little bit more about all the things because I know you, you want to focus on fighting, but 
you know, sometimes you can get customers that like to talk about science. Sometimes you get customers that like to talk about history. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you get customers that like to talk about, you know, politics. So Is this you the have birth of a new podcast? Uh, fucking yeah. mayhem, <laughs> mayhem and Hector talk history. Oh my god! Let me go grab my book of American history. I'll be right back, and we'll just keep recording. And then uh, the MMA roasted is over. I gotta take my kid to Universal Studios. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Your kid is going to Universal Studios right. again. Love you, kid. I get, I get, I get, I get me, big boy. Hey. Toothless time, you're the man. Hector, oh my God, way to go. Fucking killing it. Bill Dawes, get back to me on that research. And Adam Hunter, man, bless you. Damian Maya, most of the UFC. I couldn't find MMA. Fucking asshole. <laughs>